The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I love the the speed uh, that we have in this class. And uh, I love the physicality of this class, both sides of the ball. I, I gave them the clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, F off. With all due respect. Make it nine straight for your L.A. Clippers. 121-11. They down the Dallas Mavericks. And Oklahoma will suffer their first defeat of the season. It comes at the hands of the North Carolina Tar Heels in the Jumpman Invitational tonight in Charlotte. Final score, North Carolina 81, Oklahoma 69. And Toby Rowland, exactly, you're exactly right. All right, who's up? We are. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Pardon me for being distracted, T.J., Papa T has just sent me a photo. He has just finished the peanut butter brownies for tonight. They are headed to the refrigerator to get firm. Up early. Papa is up early today. By the way, congrats. Completed uh, treatment number eight yesterday. Way to go, Papa T. He's two-thirds of the way home, Teej. Two-thirds of the way home. Uh, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk some basketball? We've avoided it We've long avoided enough. it for an hour, so I suppose. I kind of had uh, tiptoed around a couple of texts knowing you would probably wait until about now to talk about it. So, Well, um, exciting night for you, depressing night for me. Your Tar Heels win it last night, 81-69. They were not to my Tar Heels last night. I was easily pulling for the Sooners. I was never conflicted. In fact, I was angry the whole game. I was. Oh, yeah? Hitting Look my fist on the mattress several times. This this supporting the Sooners thing is really starting to rub <laughs> off on it's you. It's always been that way. I, I don't, you know, however you want to uh, try to twist it. It's always. Can I been tell that way. you? I I I, uh, I had uh, uh, Carolina fans were great. They love their team. They came out in droves. It wasn't packed last night, by the way, sixteen thousand plus, but it seats like twenty. A little surprised by that. I did not think the atmosphere was as uh, it was not as intimidating and overwhelming as I thought it might be. It was good. I don't know how it came through the TV. There were certainly times when they all got into it when they got on a run or something like that. But it was not Fog Allen Field House or Hilton Coliseum or Oh no, no, it uh, yeah. Not, I'm sure the Dean Dome is different. It was uh it was great. I mean, it was a great atmosphere, but it was not suffocating at all. But I did have one. You'll love this. I did have one run-in with the Carolina fans. At halftime, I had to go. And we were 
up, uh, like I said, mid uh, midway up, and so we were. There's no like media restroom up there. We just we had to go into kind of a suite area. Like there was a, the suites were behind us, and so the concession area back there, where we got our popcorn at, was a concession area for the suite area. Um, and that's where the, there was one men's and one women's restroom in there. So the area I mean, where was, you would have seen me had it been a local game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So at halftime, fortunately, we had a re- recorded Chris Plank sponsor interview last night. So I had commercial break, two-and-a-half-minute interview commercial break. That's two two-minute commercial breaks. That's four. I had about six-and-a-half minutes there to run to the restroom, plenty of time. So I toss the break. I tell Kev, I'll be back. I go to the restroom. And the line is halfway to Rolla. It is forever. And I, I, I like out the restroom and down the hall. And I'm like, oh boy. I like, I'm not making it till the end of the game. I'm looking around. There's, there's no other, like I have to go out and, in uh, into the concourse and down the ways to find another one. So I, you know, and these were all Carolina fans. So I stood in the back for a second and it wasn't moving real fast. So I went to the front of the line and I said, I'm sorry, but I do the radio for Oklahoma and I got to get back on the air. Can I cut in the line real fast? And they said, no, get to the back. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, fair enough. So I waited, and it went fast. It went fairly fast. I made it back uh, right as we came out of the break and feel like to go on the air. So it turned out to not be too bad. But that was my only, uh, and I even laughed. So at they that really didn't even let you cut in line. Uh, they didn't no. joke with you and then say, "Nah, go ahead." Uh. Brendan Haywood, <laughs> seven foot Brendan Haywood, was in the line. <laughs> yeah. Who else did we saw Roy Williams? Any ever uh, any uh, MJ sightings ever? No, no <laughs> he never shows up for his own event. I told Kev if I saw him, I was going to give him a piece of my mind. Well, I'm he sure was appalled you would by have. that. Yeah. He was appalled by that. I was like, well, I mean, he needs to be held accountable. Well, he makes great shoes, but he cheated his way through his entire career, and somebody's got to call him out on it. And maybe I'm the guy to do it. So he runs a great Invitational, though. All right, basketball game. Yes. 81-69, tell me what to think about this game. Well, obviously, if you're an OU fan, it was a frustrating game. I, You know, one thing that they've been really good at this year is coming out quick and kind of suffocating their opponents. They jump on them quick defensively. They turn them over. They get down the floor quick. They score. They, they, they've been able to build that early momentum. And last night it didn't work. I mean, they were, they were trying. And really both teams kind of came out of the gates – a little amped up, and neither one could get a bucket to fall early on mm-hmm. for those first two, two and a half minutes, whatever it was. And then from there, it just seemed, it was just off all night. They they didn't move the ball well like we've seen throughout the uh, the previous games this season. They didn't handle the ball well. I thought their dribbling was atrocious last night. Like, guys just kept fumbling. Like basketball it was, was slick. slick. Like, it was wet or something. Like, Guys would be cut into the basket, and you're like, okay, they've got they've got a lane to drive there, and then whoop, the ball was just gone. And the one, uh, Javian, uh, 
late in that game when he just dribbling up the court and just it just flew yeah, out in front foot. of him and just yeah bounce like they just didn't handle the ball well they didn't move the ball in the way that they moved the ball in that first half way too much one on one basketball chunking up shots and just put themselves behind and they played much better in the second half but unfortunately North Carolina did too and every time. I mean, credit the Tar Heels, because every time OU made that run and pushed it to five or six, and it was like, okay, one more bucket, you get it under that five, and really kind of make them start thinking, maybe take a timeout, North Carolina would hit a big shot. I had Baycott hitting that three, which he would never typically shoot, but he's wide open, he hit one so all take year. it, yeah, take yeah. it, and he hits it, and then... R.J. Davis kept just coming up with big shot uh, after big shot. That guy. And then the the bat breaker, obviously, was OU playing tremendous defense, got the shot clock down to one, and um, Harrison Ingram, Ingram like, double-pumped yeah. and, like, banked it off the glass. Mm-hmm. So every time they got right there, the Tar Heels delivered. So, I mean, credit them because um, OU pushed them at times in that second half and just could not get over that hump, and they just – Overall, they just didn't play. Obviously, didn't shoot the three well. There were opportunities to cut it at times when they had uh, crucial free throws and would miss those free throws with uh, Los missing a couple at one point. And so it was just sloppy all the way around. I'm not. I'm not discouraged because even saying all that, you know, with a couple of minutes left, few minutes left in that game, they had pushed it back down to five points as bad as they had played. Like you said, it wasn't a crazy environment, but it was a home court for them. And they kept fighting. They just couldn't they couldn't put it all together last night. Some nights, you know it's not your night. Mm-hmm. There were about ten occasions last night where, and I, a few times I even said it to Kevin on the air, it ain't our night. Number one was when Doug Sermons walked out as the referee last night. <laughs> I time. thought every time they would say there's a, a Sermons on the whistle, I thought of you, which was a lot last night. I so. got to look up the uh, Mike Houck last year went back and researched our record with Doug Sermons as ref. Now, we did win earlier this year, uh, so we're 1-1 one and one this year. But our record the last, whatever, 10 years or so is abysmal with Sermons. Honestly, I thought he was fine last night. He There was... I, he, But for whatever reason, when he officiates a game, we cannot win. We just don't. But I, the last night wasn't about the refs. Um, yeah, we just didn't. I mean, this is oversimplifying things. They just didn't play very well. They no, didn't they, shoot they did very it. well. They were sloppy. Uh, you mentioned the passing. The ball movement wasn't great. So Carolina did something different to them defensively that nobody's done this year. And they uh, and they can do it because of their size. They uh, didn't switch hardly at all, and they overplayed passing lanes and gave them the drive. They basically said, "Here, go ahead, drive it." And because they know they've got Baycott and a bunch of other guys, guys with long, with 10-foot long, long arms, arms right? Yeah. And it resulted in a, a ton of block shots, and. Uh, OU seemed thrown off by the shots they were allowed to get and weren't allowed to get last night. Like, they weren't getting their normal shots. And that's what a defense is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you take shots that are outside your comfort zone. And it did. And they ended up playing a lot of one-on-one basketball in the first half. I think they had two assists at halftime. 
everything was take your guy off the dribble, drive to the rim, and try to make a shot, you know, over Baycott mm-hmm. or something, or get fouled. And it was just not pretty. They played pretty basketball this year. And the way Carolina defended them forced them to play not pretty basketball. So here's the benefit to last night. Lost the game, wish they had won it, didn't play well, got to play better. The benefit to last night is they saw that before league play starts because that's going to be copied. Everybody, Iowa State, everybody early in conference play until they figure this out is going to look at what Carolina did last night and say, that's what we're doing to Oklahoma. And they got to look at it with, what, a couple of weeks still to go before conference play begins and a lot of practice time between now and then to go back to the drawing board and say, all right, here's our plan of attack when we see that next. Um, It's really the first defense they've seen this year, and they played some good teams. It's the first defense they've seen this year that has rattled them, and they were rattled last night. I think more by Carolina's length and, and the way they were defending them than by the crowd or anything. I don't think the crowd bothered them at all. I think that the shots they were getting and that Carolina was allowing them were was abnormal. Um, so the second half was better. They shot 50% second half. They started to hit some threes. Um, but it just, I mean, it, it was a bad night. It was a, didn't shoot it well, turned it over way too much. Carolina made some, like you said, some shots, clutch shots when Oklahoma was trying to cut into it. The encouraging thing, I think, is for as poorly as they played, uh, and they shot the ball worse than they have all year from everywhere, free throw line, three-point range, everywhere, for as poor, turned it over 20, uh, 18 times, and they were within five with three minutes to go somehow yeah. in Charlotte. So you got to take some encouragement from that. That's not, I'm try, not trying to silver lining or polish a turd or anything like that. I'm just saying – it's not like they played lights out and you're like, we got a shot here. They played awful, I thought. They were terrible. And Carolina played pretty good. Like, R.J. Davis was hitting everything. And, mm-hmm. and it was a five-point game with three minutes to when, go. So, so much so, one, they were so bad when it got to that five-point that, at that mark. I said, gosh, they might steal this game. And then credit Carolina. They hit big shots right there. So, But yeah, that, that I, thought crossed my mind as poorly as they played that they might be able to steal this thing. I was hoping Carolina would get nervous. Yeah. I was hoping they would say, like, we can't blow this, you know. That happens sometimes. When you've got a lead all night long, a big lead all night long, and a team makes a run at you late, sometimes you get tight. And you, uh, you know, you accounted for it. Well, the, the Baycott three in the corner, oh, come on. R.J. Davis is the one that hit the shot when they got within five. Fadeaway three right wing. That guy might be playing the best basketball of anybody he's, in the country right now. He's really, really good. He's averaging 27 points yeah. a game. They held him to 23 last night. That's the <laughs> lowest output he's had in the last seven games. Right. And uh, and then the the Harrison Ingram bank shot was yeah, that was another of those moments where you're like, man, it ain't it ain't our night. They had the. Uh, moment of silence for Eric Montross last night. So it was an emotional night for Carolina fans in the building. Um, it was a, it was, you know, a lot of stuff going on. But 
Um, hey, not going to be undefeated, but I still like this basketball team a lot. Yeah, Love I them. do too. I, I do too. And um, they, they got exposed a little bit mm-hmm. last night for a couple of things that are fixable that nobody showed them yet, and that's what good teams do. You know, that's what Kansas and I, Iowa State and Baylor and the good teams in the Big Twelve they scout you like crazy. Uh, and by the time you get to conference play, it's hard to run anything because everybody has a book on you and they know exactly what you want to do. So you got to come up with other ways to score and win. And Carolina scouted them really well and and had a plan last night that was a good one. And on top of that, OU was getting open threes. They just could not make a shot. And twos, I mean, Javian McCullum was missing wide-open jumpers off inbound passes. They went 0 for 2 at the line on three different occasions. Not a good night. Not a good night in Charlotte, North Carolina. And TJ was thrilled about it. I was, I was not night. thrilled about it. That's uh, Break time, 720. Your thoughts. Text us, 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel. OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. Come on, Bruce. Just get to it. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) I think we're ever getting to the song. This hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. Bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. There we go. No cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free. Patients compensated for their time. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Western Okie Sky Chicken says, (laughs) T-Row, we were stagnant standing around on offense. Props to NC for their defense, but... I look forward to playing them again. NC shot better than normal. The breaks seem to go their way. A game like that helps in multiple ways for our growth. I like our chances next time we play a blue blood. Agree. Maybe you see them again in the tournament. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Who knows? I just hopped on X to see what's going on, and apparently a handful of people have gone to Caden Green's dad's uh, and have him, given him a one-star review for his job. Currently a debate as to why it's okay and why it's not. Sigh. I saw all that going on. Look, some of you OU fans have lost your mind in the last week over this Caden Green thing, and you have you look really bad on, on the X, on the Twitter. You do. You just... And I, I realize it is a minor... Uh, portion of the fan base, but you are so loud and obnoxious and ridiculous at times with some of this stuff that you're just embarrassing yourself. Like you, you've looked really pathetic. That's correct. And it's it's it stemmed into fights with other media members that they are saying stupid stuff, and then they're coming back and apologizing for the stupid stuff they've said, and then they'll they'll say something else stupid, and then they apologize again, and then someone else will say something stupid. It's just, let it go, man. He's gone. Let it go. Like, whatever he got, whatever the situation was, it's over with. Like, and OU fan has become the fan base that is easy to poke. The bear is easy to poke. 
It's You're why Colin, Colin Cowherd does it all the time because it gets clicks. Um, there's other media members that do it, but other fan bases have figured Brandon it out. Brandon Walker, is that his name? The- yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that guy, that goofy guy that yells and says they're, yeah. And, and Missouri fans know, and they just keep poking you. Just leave them alone. They're Missouri. I, I talked about it yesterday. Let them have an over, uh, you know, evaluation of how they, their program is and where they stand in the history of college football. And just let them be, and they go away. But, man, you can't be going yeah. to the da- guy's dad's business and giving, like, one-star mm-hmm. reviews. and It just looks terrible. Recruiting is important. It's how you build a program. It's the lifeblood, they call it. Recruiting and Twitter is not a good mix. No, at all. And some of you think you're helping and you're hurting. You are embarrassing the program. And future recruits see this and will not choose Oklahoma because of your behavior. So, please stop. And it's not just an OU thing. No, this no, it's occasion not. is it's an not. OU thing. It happens everywhere. But for the love of God, I will never understand why. And Caden Green was not a, a high school kid, but not far from it. I will never understand why some of you get so emotionally invested in what a seventeen-year-old kid is doing. And then you get mad at him, and you get mad at his family, and you start to lash out at people, and you're hiding behind the anonymity of Twitter. And I don't know. Please stop. For your own sake and for the program's sake, please stop. Uh, The Oklahoma basketball – the Oklahoma basketball on Alamo Bowl night – oh, the basketball game on the Alamo Bowl night starts at five, not six. T-Row, get it right. I think I am right. I thought it was six. I is think it, it is six. Uh, they sent I'll a double. screenshot here, and it says five on this screenshot. Did they move it up, maybe? They moved it from seven to six. Did they move it up to five now? It was six the last time I saw I, it. I did, a, I did a reader last night that said it started at six. Um, I'm clicking on the schedule here. What's the? Does it look like it's our website that they're? No, this is off of. of um, well, yeah, it looks like maybe the app. I can't tell what this is off of, or maybe six the o'clock. ESPN. This looks like yeah. it's off the ESPN Oklahoma page. Yeah, it's a six o'clock start. So that's probably Get it right. Eastern uh, time listed no, that on would, that app. Which that you've would got be there. seven. That would be. Oh yeah, Eastern that would be seven. seven. It's yeah, Mountain Time. Maybe Mountain Time. Yeah, I don't know. Or just wrong. Six, they just got it yeah, listed wrong. It's a six wrong o'clock there. tip. Yeah. Unless uh, they've changed it in the last. Four or five hours at the 6 o'clock. Put EPL in at running back for those goal line plays. Big eye emoji. Maybe. I I like the uh, um, tight end that they got in the transfer portal and the belldozer stuff. He looked really good in that. Bauer. Bauer something. What's his last name? Bauer. uh, Jack Bauer. Eddie Bauer. Yeah. Bauer something. He looked good. It's not it. It's not Eddie Bauer. It's Bauer's his first name. <laughs> Bauer Sharp, is that it? Maybe. Sharp, Sharp, I don't Sharp, know how anybody Sharp, can how Sharp. Could you know. Fun fact, Ivan Carrion's family has a small, exotic animal farm. Jo- uh, Joe John was telling the story yesterday at the signing day party, and BV rode one of the animals during the <laughs> home visit. <laughs> what kind of animal? <laughs> Maybe a llama? <laughs> There's so, got to be video of that, right? 
Uh, Brent Venables oh, riding surely. an exotic animal surely on a recruiting visit. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, he, he's he's got uh, uh, the name anyway. Is got some Latino flair to it. TJ Carion. Carion. Did I say that Carion. Okay, Carion. Uh, Ivan Carion. By the way, you needed to calm down yesterday. You were nowhere to be found on this show. You bailed on the Sooner fans because you don't care about him. You were too busy with uh, Roadrunner fans. But then I look up uh, during the show, and you're everywhere. I couldn't avoid you on the OX machine because you're throwing out scene setters left and right for all these kids. Holy cow, you had a lot of scene setters yesterday. Well, (laughs) I told you that was coming. I gave you a heads up. I know. But just so you know, I wake up every day and I say to myself, how can I support OU today? And, uh, I bailed on him last night, but how can I support him today? I didn't, I didn't bail on him. I was, I was uh, trying to stay sharp for the Alamo Bowl because it had been a long time since I called a football game. So by going and calling the Frisco Bowl, <clears throat> it's the best thing I could do for OU, TJ. So that I could be sharp for the Alamo Bowl. But in addition to that, I just I said, I say, what what can I do to help the effort today? And it happened to be to cut about forty scene setters yesterday. And so uh hopefully it's an example you can learn from, Teach. Oh, hold on. Ref Radio Sports Network. Oh boy. Uh-huh. Somebody's calling. Well, yeah, that would be a good idea. Okay, I'll check with him and I'll get back to you. All right. We're on the air right uh, now. That was Wisconsin. They want to know if you can cut some scene setters next year for their recruiting videos for them. So, No. <laughs> I mean, how much are they paying? <laughs> uh, they, they I got to tell you. They that... went with the record store uh, albums for oh, yeah, uh, the yeah, recruits that. yesterday. That's funny. Um, uh, the hardest part of that the last couple of weeks was the pronunciations because they changed a few times with a few of the guys. Uh, so I think we finally got them all right, I think. Maybe not. I mean, I think we got them all right as of last time. You know, kids sometimes change their minds. But um, that's the way all of them wanted them yesterday anyway. Uh, Paris Sooner says, tough game for the basketball team last night. Had to watch with the sound muted. Doris Burke is a terrible color person. Why is she on the air? Wasn't Doris Burke. It was Debbie Antonelli. De- Antonelli, yeah. Doris Burke and Debbie Antonelli did the women's game, and then Debbie Antonelli stayed as part of a three-person crew for the men's game. Um, I don't know why they did that. Debbie is I, – I didn't hear the call last night, obviously. I've worked with Debbie. I think she's fantastic, but we've only called women's games together. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure she knows the game of basketball, so I – what was your assessment of Debbie? Uh, she did not bother me last night. I think she was just being honest about what was going on. And, like, in that first half, she just kept stressing, like, oh, you needs to move the ball. They need to move the ball. Like, yeah. and, and they did. That was accurate. So that was accurate. So, um, and obviously everything was kind of positive the way it was going for, the, for Carolina. So on a national broadcast like that, it's going to probably lean that way when the other, you know, mm-hmm. as Sooner fans, you were angry watching that game and kind of disappointed in the way it was going. So, um, but as it far as bothering me, there crew. was nothing that stood out to me that bothered me with the the call of the game last night on TV. It was an odd crew. Um, Dave O'Brien, right? 
and yes. Myron Medcalf and Debbie Antonelli. Never seen that crew in my life. And for that event, I thought, this is an interesting crew. Like last year, I think it was Billis and somebody. It was like, you know, the A-team. I mean, I'm not a Billis fan, but, you know, I mean, it was. And so I don't know how that crew ended up calling those games the last couple of days, but Debbie does a really good job. Again, didn't hear the game last night, obviously. I think her and normal. Doris do. So Yeah, Doris is do. fantastic. Yeah. She's play-by-play. So We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Ah, I banged my knee when I sat back down. Ah. Hang on a second, TJ. I'm in pain right now. Uh, that's never good when you do something like that. Catch the elbow or a knee or a hip. Ah! You ever been walking through your house and a wall's been there for like years and you slam your hip into the side yes. of the wall? Where'd you come <laughs> where'd from? You, where'd, that, where'd that doorway come from? <laughs> We're going to play a little uh, Porter postgame here, but I got to say, um, it is really cool, Teach. And this is something that you don't experience because you don't, support the Sooners on the road, but like we look at this map, you know, from time to time about where people are listening. Yes. But you know, the Casey's in Charlotte last night and several others, a couple of people in Frisco, like wherever we go, people come up and, and they're not just Sooner fans. They'll come up and say, Hey man, listen to the show every day. Love the station. Love the show. Thank you for giving us something else to listen to. Uh, you know, sports radio-wise in this market. And that's dadgum cool, man. Like, what has happened with what we call the Ref Army the last couple of years is super, super cool. And to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, and have real-life human beings, not just blue dots on a map, come up and say, never miss the show every morning. Here's some coins. A1 and turkey bacon. You know, I'm like, dude, we're we're a long ways from home. Right. Thank you. That yes, is really you. cool. So, uh, I don't know. Real humans. Makes... Real humans. Most of them. Yeah. Not a little uh, dancing wiggly man that Drake keeps on his uh, coffee table. So. Uh, Draker, huh? That Draker's a something else, isn't he? All right. Um, Sooners fall last night. Carolina got him 81 to 69. After nice. the game, nope, not nice. After the game, Kevin Henry with Porter Moser. Coach, this is a tough one. Just what are some of your first thoughts? Well, the, the first thoughts is, is, you know, offensively, we've been so connected. We've been so moving the ball, sharing the ball. And we had two assists at halftime, and it just wasn't Oklahoma basketball the way we were connected. And I think it got a little contagious. And they can do that to you. They can do that. They can take you out of your stuff. Um, you think you can get to the rim, and then, they, you know, Baycott's there, you know, uh, protecting the rim. So they can do that to you. And we just – I just thought for the first time all year, you know, offensively. But I, our fight was there. Our fight came back. I mean, in this environment, we cut it to five. Um, we did some really good things defensively. We spotted them 13 points off turnovers. We just – that number – was flip-flopped we, we had six assists 18 turnovers it just it's very it's almost impossible to beat a team like this or an environment like this having those numbers and yet we cut it to five um have to be way better offensively we've got to, we got to 
when you play an elite defensive team, you know, you, you got to look for your second, third options. You got to keep the ball moving and trust each other. And it just got to got contagious of, of trying to go in there and maybe score over a big guy or dribbling it into three guys instead of kicking it. And uh, so I saw that. We just talked to the guys. This, this, there's After every game, we really talk about there's reasons why we won. And, you know, there's reasons why we lost. We, we can't let this loss go in vain. you got to learn you, in an environment like this and against elite team, you've got to stay connected offensively as well as defensively. I thought defensively we were connected. We did a lot of good things. They, I mean, you know, they're, they're an elite okay. offensive team. But, um, but uh, I, I was I, – I, the reason why we lost, in my opinion, was that, that turnovers of just getting in, into trouble because we, we tried to do it ourselves too much. What was it that Carolina did that made the offense sputter a little bit? Well, they did. They did dig off a couple of our guys. When 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 Los and Javion drove and Otega drove, they just kind of flying in, and uh, we tried to get it going inside. And uh, our our fives, did, we, we it was a lot pretty hard to get going inside against Bay Cody. Six eleven. He's the elite elite player down there. Um, but uh, I thought they came sagging off, and like when Los and Javion were dribbling, they came flying, and they really came off everybody. Like you know, early on in the game, Jalen Moore tried to dribble, and they just came and they suffocated him, and they came, and that's when you got to, we call it paint touch. We get you paint touch kick. You, we got to kick it. We did. We've been just kicking it one more so much, and uh, we didn't tonight. Some of that stuff is probably self-inflicted, and then some of it's probably Carolina. But um, talk about Otega Owe. I thought he played really good. Twenty-three points tonight. Did a lot of good things. You know, I, I did. He obviously got the. Um, I thought he had a big uh, DCO transition steal to start the half. Tried to get us going. Um, athletically, he was. He was. You know, Carolina's elite. He was right there, Tega, and uh, you know, he he did. He competed a, a ton. We we just got to be a high assist turnover. We had we have to get some guys creating for other people. We just can't create for ourselves. We're not that kind of team. Nor good teams are that kind of team where you just. Only you, you know, offense, and that starts with me. Well, you know, this Christmas little break, I told the guys decompress. Um, but by no stretch of the imagination uh, is this does not hurt. I mean, this is we expected to win this game, and uh, the guys prepared like to win this game, and um, so we've got to have this hurt in our belly, learn from it, and then decompress for a second, um, Christmas break, and then come back and, and be ready to get better. Last thing, I'll let you go. Just a. Uh... A tough game, but you know, like you said, you you guys expected to win this one. What? How do you build on it? You look at it from a RPI and committee standpoint, NCAA tournament standpoint. I mean, you're losing to Carolina in Charlotte, that that will never hurt you. I mean, playing this game is is a good thing. But um, how do you learn from this? How do you build on it? And what do you do moving forward? I'll be honest with you. I don't talk to my players about the committee and all this stuff this time of year. I talk to my players about getting better. You know, what could we have done to beat Carolina tonight? That's that's going to be our 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 thrust with this and. Uh, you know, if, if we get better, all that's going to take care of itself. All that's going to take care of itself. And uh, for us, you know, it's, it's, it's strictly about um, I think we were playing really hard. We, I mean, th this, this loss doesn't define you. It refines you. That's how I look at it. I mean, this loss has got to refine us. It's not defining us. It's one loss. we got a monster schedule coming up. We're going to face a ton of these opponents like this and environments like this. We got to we got to get better and uh, and learn from why that happened. Thanks, coach. All Appreciate right. you. All right, all right. You get two more non-con games before Big Twelve play. Uh, you know, big favorites in both Central Arkansas and Monmouth. Monmouth's not a bad team, but OU at home. You know, they should be twelve and one. Should be twelve and one, and if they are, 
uh, incredibly unbelievable successful non-conference season. This is again a team picked twelfth out of fourteen in the Big Twelve preseason poll. So bad night last night. Didn't play well. Regrettable. But as the great American poet Taylor Swift once said, TJ, you got to shake it off, and they will. I'll get back out there and uh, now put together a solid second semester, right, TJ? Yes, this is the key. This is what we've been waiting for. You get to January, right. and and that's where you uh, make a run at a Big Twelve a title. Yeah, don't just be. Let's not just be saying at the end of January, what do they got to do to get into the tournament? Let's be talking about what do they got to do to win the Big Twelve? What do they got to do to get a a day one buy in Kansas City? or to be a top-four seed in the NCAA tournament. Those are the conversations we need to be having. And they got a chance. They put themselves in a chance with a chance to be that kind of team. All right, we'll take a break. Um, I've got today's always controversial SEC fact of the day coming up for you soon. Who cares? We'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. What's that? This song's steamy. Yeah, uh, I play this specifically to tell you last night, or yesterday afternoon, I, I should say, early evening, before the game, I was shopping in a secret store, and oh, yeah? someone you and I both know, one of your SSP co-workers, Victoria? rolled oh, in, okay. and uh, we shopped together and uh, had a discussion about... That's uh, creepy. Then he went to get in line, and I thought Toby would have been freaked out by that if that would have happened to uh, him. I would have hid. <laughs> I would have hid. I, I won't say who that was, so not to ruin any surprises in case they're yeah, listening please. with their significant others. Well, there's some people we can rule out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was shopping for his cat. What do I know? I did, though. He he left to go get in line, and I go, that was kind of weird. Toby would have been completely melting down right there. I can't. I can't. <laughs> You're much more comfortable than I am. Uh, what, what number gift was that for Katie? Ah, who who knows at this point? Lost track? Who knows? That was my second second trip to the secret store, so. Wow. So I think I need what to go man. back. What a man. <laughs> By the way, this hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. Bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. Find the areas they're working in. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. I can't wait for Saturday night. No, Sunday Sunday night. night. I can't wait for Sunday night. Oh, really, all day Sunday. Here's our plan. Again, you're going to, I think you're like building this up much larger in your head than what you The whole family's been buzzing about it. We're going to get there uh, two, 2 or 3 o'clock in the well, afternoon. No one will be at the house, so I wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, leave, just leave the door unlocked. <laughs> um, so try to stay till midnight. We're not really <laughs> – we don't usually stay up late, but we want Again, to make it we'll to We'll be in bed, Christmas so go, go feel free. We're bringing Monopoly, uh, Pictionary, probably a couple of other games, 
Yeah, pink, you requested the pink dip. Bring in that. I'm also going to make, I think, a big crock pot of uh, of wieners. <laughs> you know those, uh, what do they call the them? Little the smokies. Little, uh, little smokies, yeah. So smokies and pink dip. If there's anything else you'd like us to bring, let me know. You're bringing way more than you're supposed to be bringing, um, it sounds like. Gifts. Gifts for everyone. No, no gifts. No uh, gifts. It's going to be a magical night of partying at your house. Maybe a few surprises. Maybe a few surprises along the Maybe way. Maybe Santa shows up. You never know what happens. What do you think about us decorating cookies together for the for Santa? I don't know if the plan, uh, that's the plan this year, but in the past, Katie has got cookie decorating kits for the kids. Now they're reaching an age. I don't know if hmm. she has that plan this year. The kids. Uh, but if you need me to have her you and me, pick I up, you and me to decorate you need, cookies. You need together. her to uh, pick up a kit. Uh, she may be listening right now, so uh, I, head to Eileen's and get the uh, cookie making kit, Katie. So uh, we'll see. We'll Eileen's, see. man, these people, folks. I'm telling you, <laughs> unbelievable. Like for us, it's Walmart. These people are going to Eileen's. Got Eileen's. For their They've Christmas got a holiday cookie, uh, kits. cookie kit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, many. That's right. We, we do I bet it your chimney is like gold-plated inside for Santa and everything. Is that unusual? Uh, it is in my neighborhood. Hmm. Uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line. Carolina played well, and we couldn't hit anything, even free throws. Tip of the cap to them, but I would take a rematch in the tourney. No yeah. need to be down on this run it back. Let's run it back, Tar Heels. I was hoping Brady Manick would be there last night, but and I see, I saw his dad. His dad was there, but uh, Brady's in Lithuania playing some pro basketball right now. What's so that? He uh, was watching the game last night, five o'clock in the morning in Lithuania. It tipped off. Oh, he didn't get up to watch it. He was up watching it. Yeah. All right, top of the hour break, eight o'clock. Brent Venables on his recruiting class in the SEC. When we come back. 